This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Damn these Biloxi blues. It happens every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine I have not Summer heat never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell Putting in my notice And I'll see you at another time This highway Does not know my name And I don't care No I don't care. Come on. Heading my way for another place. And I got three good tires and a spare. Right to the hood. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. Low budget. Live, not so live, and welcome all you returning lowlifers and you new lowlifers. If this is your first time joining this program, you are now a lowlifer. That is what the fine people that listen to this every week and watch this every week, consuming it every way possible, refer to themselves as you are a lowlifer now. And if you're new, that song was a song written by me. And recorded by me a few years ago called Biloxi Blues. And the line, I ain't ever met a riverboat dealer, not diva. I had a guy, <laughs> I had a guy comment that. And I love you, sir. I love you. Uh, Miss Heard song lyrics are my favorite. And uh, somebody commented that the other day, and I was uh, I was laughing hysterically. It actually works in the song. I ain't ever met a riverboat diva, <laughs> but it's a dealer 
like a card dealer, riverboat dealer. So if you're hearing it wrong, I just I just corrected you. I just corrected you. But uh, somebody commented that the other day, and, and uh, me and the triple threat, my 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 wife Marissa D, we got a big kick out of riverboat diva. It works. It works. So welcome. This is the podcast for November the sixteenth, and it's good to be back in the low budget live bar and grill with you again. So I, I want to thank y'all for joining. And uh, this week was awesome. Uh, just a couple days ago, we launched Boats and Pros episode five with Randy Howe, and and you guys have been super kind and have have watched that amazing comments and uh that was a real honor for me doing that with randy and it was a it was a i'm grateful to every one of these guys that will be that are willing to take time out of their schedule to be a part of that project and and it is my favorite thing that i do i've got a lot of things obviously that i'm involved in but that is uh boats and pros is always going to be very special to me very special other than LD and the MC, of course, because Mercer's just a sweetie. But uh, that that episode was really cool for me, and and I've had a lot of people reach out and say, "Man, I'm cutting onions in here." And I want to get you. Randy's story is a, is an incredible one. So if you haven't watched it, shame on you. And go go check it out. It uploaded last Friday. Go check it out on this fine YouTube channel right here. Something else. You guys know. Y'all know my my. My weight that I talk about on here all the time, I, I've done the, the fat-ass challenge a couple times now, and I haven't really been talking much lately about my challenge to myself, which is the, the get off the couch, the get off the couch, and I would like to say, I don't know how much weight I've lost, I don't even weigh, I don't weigh, but I would like to say that I've got this little fitness app, and I've been going hiking as much as I can out at our local state park, and I've been running a little bit in the woods, hiking, running, and been doing several miles. And this app, sometimes I forget to save my workouts, but in the last 60 days, this is a big deal for me, big deal, milestone. In the last 60 days, 60 days, I have gone 115 miles on these two legs. And I feel better, and I'm starting to notice it, and and I can promise you it is, uh, it's an awesome thing to get off the couch. So I challenge all y'all, d- stupid, dumb Darian, Darian is fishing, and I have an idea for 2021, a new challenge, and it's going to be fun. I'm not going to tell you about it right now because it ain't 2021. We got to get through this dreadful, dreadful 2020. But he, he has, I have to give him all the credit. He has a really good idea for a, for a contest, for a competition featuring the low lifers and it it'll be a good time and i promise you and i think we'll all get feeling better together but 100 over 100 miles man i can't uh yeah it's it's crazy and really yesterday deer season obviously going on in tennessee and y'all know i'm a i'm in love with them deer more so than fish sometimes this time of year and we were fortunate enough that dad marty d big pop shot a really nice deer yesterday a deer we called captain hook that we've been hunting for a couple years now and i think you know five six year old whitetail probably in tennessee which is hard to do we have a very long season and a very long rifle season so it's really hard to see those bucks get to that age but 
Really nice eight point, and that was cool to get that text yesterday. I was actually on the couch. As I talk about getting off the couch, I was on the couch yesterday morning. I didn't hunt. It was hot. It's like, eh, no good. Dad grunts in gigantor. So he shoots him, and, and I got to return the favor to him, me and my brother, and I carried the boys down there, and we went and uh, helped recover his deer, get it out. And it actually fell uh, basically in the Grand Canyon. So <laughs> we, we hunt a farm that has a ton of them old Tennessee hills, and, and this sucker was at just – just there it was it was like this and i was very but i say all that to say this i was very proud that i just steady walked up this hill that's been on our farm we've hunted this farm for 30 years of my life i've been down there that we've leased this place and this hill has been one of my arch nemesis nemeses however you say it but it's just a mega hill man it's like this and yesterday, Dad's like, we load the deer up in the bad boy buggy. He's he's gonna take up Dad's knees are real bad. He's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna take him on up. I said, I'm gonna walk. And I made the boys walk with me, and they were winded. And guess who wasn't? That's right, old fat dad. So I'd say getting off the couches is uh is paying off. So it felt it felt really good yesterday, though. When you see those results and you feel those results, man. Feels really good. So I challenge you, low lifers out there, get off the couch. Get off the couch. But very cool Tennessee deer season, man. We've got two tags in now, me and Big Pop, and waiting on my little brother, who's normally got the quicker trigger than all of us. Let's just be honest. My brother will flat shoot some deer, and he's he's behind the eight ball. He's he's feeling the pressure a little bit. It's not a competition, but when you are, it's just me and my brother. It's the only sibling I have, and our sibling rivalry is. It's real. <laughs> it's real. So a little bit of pressure on baby brother Blake right now. And he's feeling it. He's feeling it. We got a lot of good bucks, though. He's, he's going to get one very soon. I have no doubt. So very cool week. I've got to say, before we move on, a huge thank you to these fine folks right here. The people, the fine Floridians who have been basically flooded out this week. Uh, God bless them down there. In South Florida, but the fine folks at Startron, Starbright Cleaning Solutions, Startron, of course, bringing you low budget life for three years now. And as it's been bringing you low budget life, it's been just kicking ethanol right in the teeth. Use some of that in my chainsaw this week because I've been cutting firewood. So this right here, a little dab will do you out of this pretty, pretty blue liquid, and it will take care of ethanol in your weed eater chainsaw. This time of year, you start to leave stuff, you know, your lawnmower. You may have some fuel left over in it. You better get you some star trying to put it in there because that ethanol, no bueno. So right there, star trying's available basically everywhere. I see this stuff, gas stations, Walmarts. True value hardwares everywhere. It's all over the place. Tractor spot, you see it everywhere. So no excuses, low lifers. No excuses. And nothing ruins a great day on the water like an outboard engine that won't run. So put you some StarTron in your tank and shake your StarTron real good for LBL. Get you some StarTron. Also, the fine folks at Sims Fishing Products, the official clothing of low Budget live and low budget live, not so live, and the traveling circus and whatever else it is that I may be doing these days. The fine folks at Sims, the Pro Dry rain suit, the new Pro Dry is freaking slick. I got to wear it again this week doing some filming out in the rain. 
And it is, uh, it's impressive. It's an impressive suit for a lightweight suit. It's very impressive how it gets the rain out of there. So I'm here to remind all of you lowlifers, you get one life, fish it well. And last but certainly not least, the fine, amazing folks at Express Boats in Hot Springs, Arkansas, the official boat of low budget live and things are coming together on that bad boy. Whew. I got uh, a garage full of garments. I got a garage full of power poles and I'm just waiting. We just, we just waiting and uh, should see that thing sooner than later. And I cannot wait to get that 21 pro in my hands. Going to be some wintertime fishing when we see that thing. Of course, a lot of videos. So the official boat of low budget live in the traveling circus, the Express 21 Pro, thanks to those fine folks. We moving on. We moving on. I've been rambling more than normal, right? Um, more than normal. It's just, it's just a lot going on this week. A lot's going on. So I got to acknowledge, I've got to acknowledge two of, in my opinion, there are tournaments that I think, feel like, I don't know, I don't need to say this. I feel like fishing fans take them for granted a little bit, these two tournaments. And what I mean by that is I feel like they don't, sometimes they don't get the respect they deserve from people that are like all super up into just professional fishing. And what I mean by that is you, you're just like, oh, Elite Series, oh, Bass Pro Tour, FLD, and you don't pay attention to the other ranks as much. And I'm such a fan of the sport that I pay attention and, and being in the business of it, you know, you, you like to see either up and comers or you like to see every level of sport. I, I keep up with all of it religiously and two huge events this week, one for the FLW uh, hashtag uh, big five hashtag RIP FLW crowd, the BFL all American, which I've said many times marquee event in the sport, incredible event to get there is a ridiculous thing to win it is a whole other um, deal. And that went down this week, and Missouri's Chris Macy won him $100,000 on Lake Hartwell, a very tough Lake Hartwell again, that fall transition deal like we saw earlier in the Bass Open that Patrick Walters won. But another Garmin LiveScope win. It, this is insane to me that this is going on. I'm probably going to get fired from Garmin because they're not going to need anybody to promote anything because they're selling like hotcakes, as my grandmother used to say. But another one, he this dude says he would not have caught a bass had it not been for this technology. Now think about that. Think about that statement. Chris Macy, I would not have caught a bass without this technology. Like, so a year ago, two years ago, before we had this technology, this live scope technology, you just don't catch them. It, it's really, really, and I know this has been the topic we've talked about on LD and the MC this week. We talked about it on LBL last week, and over and over and over it pops up. Our guest today, we're going to talk about it some more. But, man, it's so revolutionary what's going on. And, of course, you know, like I've said, Garmin uh, has paved the way with this, but you're going to see Humminbird. You're going to see Lawrence. You're going to see, you know, other versions of this, but, Holy crap, it has revolutionized the way we fish, especially tough, fall, suspended fit. You know, when we, we're like, oh, they're not on the bank. Well, yes, because they're right over here, and now you can see where right over here is. Pretty incredible. So uh, 
just had to throw that out there. That, that still just blows my mind every time I read it, that another win. Um, incredible. So congrats to Chris Macy, $100,000 richer, and a top 10 full of just, if you keep up, Stone Cold Killers, Todd Goad, really great fisherman, great on Lake Hartwell, Cole Floyd, who's just, you know, needs no introduction, Jamie Rampy, who's a Hartwell guru, um, uh, Roger Fitzpatrick, the beer horse, Dennis Bear Horse from up in Lake of the Ozarks. Just so many guys in that top 10 are just some incredible fishermen, incredible fishermen. And I've got to say another huge congratulations. And this, this, one, this one is really cool to me because I was a co-angler for a little bit, you know. And i got to say, Justin Kimmel, at Professional Fishhead on Instagram, Justin Kimmel, who works for Bass U, Bass University, is somebody that I'm proud to call a friend. I have been fortunate enough to get to know Justin, work with Justin uh, a lot over the last few years. And I don't think I know anybody truly that's as, as obsessed with fishing and the details of fishing as Justin. He, he fishes some boater events, fishes some team events, but he's just consumed with the whole process. But he has like two co-angler wins on Hartwell. I believe it's two in BFLs. He lives right there in that general area, but he won the BFL All-American out of the back of the boat, 50K for him and his family. Incredible. That that is so hard to do, so hard to do. Now this dude, to give you a little, just a little bit, he has he works on every bass, all the bass university stuff you see. Justin's basically involved with it, lining those up, program director, and with the with the lives with the he's so involved. But he gets the juice. My man is 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 a constant student of the sport, and man, he and I have have some long winded conversations about bass fishing and techniques and things. But wanted to say congratulations to him. He also loves good music too. Likes to play the guitar, likes to sing a little bit, and uh, he's a good man, good family man. So I, I like when good people's. Um, I like to see him hoist those trophies. So congrats to my buddy Justin, and he texts me. We, he and I were texting back and forth. Congratulations. He said. I just hope this gets me on LBL, not so live. And I just had to laugh at that. And he said, dude, it's uh, it's an honor to be on there. And I said, insert eye roll emoji here because that made me laugh. Because he, he's, he's a good dude, giving me a hard time. But he made it. Congratulations, Justin. You not only won the All-American, you made it to LBL. There you go. I know you're excited. Moving on. Got to say a huge congratulations. And I'm probably going to butcher your name. I feel like it's... It's it's like I'm gonna I, I'm gonna say it, but I, I've never heard this pronounced because I didn't get to watch the weigh-ins. But another huge quote amateur tournament. I hate saying that, but the Bass Master Bass Nation Championship was down here at my home lake, Pickwick Lake, one of my home lakes. And Pat Schlapper, I love that name, Pat. Holler at your boy, I love it. Pat Schlapper blows the thing out. Impressive. Pickwick's been fishing very tough, and he caught a mega smallmouth stringer on the last day. He was he was around it the whole time, and then he ends up blowing it out. Uh, I think he caught the biggest stringer by like six pounds for the whole event. Craziness. So congrats to Pat. Very, very uh, – I get a lot of messages about this dude, okay? And I definitely want to have him on in the coming weeks. Pat is also fishing the Eastern Opens. 
Pat is ranked third in that Eastern Open point race for an Elite Series bid. But he don't need it anymore. He don't need it. He's like, eh, I do my own thing. Because with that Federation, I call it the Federation, but with that Nation Championship win, he goes to the Classic, he gets an Elite Series bid, and he gets some of his entry fees paid, and he gets to fish out of a Federation best, the, the Nation's best boat wrap next year. Really cool deal. It's a cool package. Um, not as much of a cash prize as the All-American, but but get that Elite Series bid. It's very cool, man. It's very cool. Obviously, the classic nugget is a, is a big one for anybody. But, Pat, the reason this is important for so many people, for Pat to go to Lay Lake in about two weeks, three weeks, first week of December, and finish that points deal out. If he finishes in the top four, just opens up another Elite Series berth. It opens up another Elite Series berth. And, the, and those spots, they're, they're – they're important. They're important to a lot of guys, especially you got you got a few that that you know trying to get back in from over at BPT. And then obviously you've got all the the newcomers, the the guys scratching and clawing and fighting their way from other tournament trails. It seems like forever ago when guys like Scott Martin, Upshaw, Castledine, Bradley Hallman, Latimer, Sheldon Cox, some of these guys were. At FLW, myself included, like this year has been so damn long that it feels like forever ago. But you got a lot on the line going into these these last two tournaments, and one of them's this week at Louisville. That's where the central points are going to wrap, and then and then we go to Lay Lake for the last one. Man, it's going to be interesting. There's going to be a lot of new faces at Bass. A lot of I say a lot, some old faces coming back, some new famous faces like a Scott Martin, I feel like obviously he's going to be there. It's going to be interesting. But for me, Jason Christie's going to qualify like four times if you can. I feel like if he can just keep it going. He's leading the Central Open points. Daryl Gleason, a good dang dude. Toledo Ben Guide, fishes FLW. He's second. In those uh, central points, Lee Livesey, the rock star, is third. Obviously, he's an elite guy, so it doesn't matter if he qualifies. He's just trying to win Louisville to make it to the Classic. Had a great event at Lake Fort, but didn't quite get the win. Mark Frazier, Elite Series Pro, Micah Frazier's brother, is fourth in those points. He's also doing very well in the overall points. Then you drop down to eighth place in those centrals. You got Greg Hackney, who's trying to get back in, who I feel like We'll get in through like some kind of legends deal if he wants to. Maybe he doesn't want to. I don't know. We shall freaking see. We got to pause for two seconds because I got to swap something out, and then we're going to get a guest on the phone. This is this is rare for LBL, but please hold what you got two seconds. You'll you'll never even know it. All right, and I'm back, and I'm back. Had to change a freaking camera battery. I, I am truly, I have to I have to share some frustrations with y'all just real quick. Just because I keep it real. This is a one-man band. Last week, I had, the entire show was out of focus. <laughs> and, and man, there are days where it does get frustrating kind of being low budget by myself. And uh, I think it's I think it's going to be time here pretty soon to make a move and and get uh, 
get us some help in the LBL Bar and Grill just to make things go a little smoother. So freaking uh, bizarre to me. Camera's like, that. I thought it was a full battery. I don't know. So had to swap out a camera battery. Those of you listening on iTunes and Spotify and, and all that good jazz, you didn't even miss it. You didn't even miss it. So I'm very pumped about today's guest, and we're going to give him a couple more minutes, but I'm very pumped. And the reason being, I've been trying to get him on for a while. He's been doing the, the podcast rounds, obviously, as, as everybody that wins an Elite Series and, and all that good stuff. Typically, they typically do. But this guy, and, I, and I'm going to get into this with him, but this guy really from the first time I ever really heard of him, like I was saying earlier, super fan of the sport, so you're, you know, and you're in the industry, so you're keeping up, right? You're keeping up with the goings-on and who's who and who's catching them and who's not. And the first time this guy caught my attention was in some college events and on the FLW side, and then you see him on the Bassmaster side, and he's winning at everything and for the University of South Carolina, and it's like, whoa, okay, okay. And he seemed to be very polished and very professional then. And there are a lot of guys in that college world that just aren't that way. Maybe they don't want it to be a career. Maybe it's something fun that they're doing. But this dude was like a stone-cold killer, like in his eyes. Like the look was different for me. And I think that goes in any any sport, any job, any, you know, like musicians, whatever. There are – Definite differences in guys that are born to do it and guys that have to work hard but are successful and then people that just aren't any good at it. And this dude was born, in my opinion, to be a professional bass fisherman. Born to be. So my guest today is a pro fishing phenom in in the making, in my opinion. He's won huge at the college level, like I mentioned, the Bass Opens level, and most recently smashed the winning weight margin of victory record on the Bassmaster freaking Elite Series at Lake Fork. Let's get him on the phone as soon as my phone works. There we go. We're going to talk to some Patrick Walters today if we can. Luke, Patrick, what is going on? Walters, how are you, my friend? Man, I'm doing pretty good. You know, just got back home, had a late night last night. <laughs> I am hanging in there. <laughs> okay, so I can. Okay, so I have to ask, just because it's low budget live, where did this late night take place? Is that Charleston? Is that where's where well, that I'm at? In Somerville, so I'm right close to Charleston, and we were eating dinner, and you're like, you know what? Let's let's go play some top golf. Oh. And so the only place we have top golf is actually at Myrtle Beach. So we <laughs> all got in the car and drove two and a half hours <laughs> to uh, play top golf last night. It was worth it, though. It was worth it. You know what, Patrick? I, I would I would like to say that uh, I'm 37 now, so I'm 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 11 years older than you. But you can make those moves in your 20s, bro. Like you can make them. Make them now. Make those moves now. Celebrate winning big tournaments by going, you know what, guys? We're fixing to go to Myrtle Beach because we can. <laughs> Just like, hey, let's, let's do it. 
I don't know how you're like, I don't know how many more years I can do it because it's like that next day you're just like, oh man, oh, dude. I'm gonna be a little slow, I'm gonna be a little slow getting to work today. It does it does get a little harder. I ain't gonna lie, and I think any any older gentleman listening to this fine program would would probably say in the comments, y'all drop a comment for Patrick below. But I think they would tell you, yeah, it's going to get worse. Dude, when I turned 30, not to scare you, but when I turned 30, everything fell apart. My beard went gray. I broke my <laughs> ankle that year at like a trampoline park with my kids. Not, not even, oh I mean, I wasn't goodness. doing like a double backflip. Like I was just jumping. <laughs> and I was you, like. You just jumped yeah, on the mat. I just jumped. Yeah. Like I, I, and I was in blue jeans. I was being the cool dad. You know, I wasn't in <laughs> athletic gear. I, I wasn't planning on doing any flips. Yeah, so the year I turned 30 and I was like, you know what? Getting old. This is this is real life. Like this this happens. So this is reality. Right this here. is this reality, buddy. As you laid there, some little kid like was throwing like turf dude, balls at you. You're just dude. like, oh my god. No, for me, I was there with my boys by myself, just real quick, by by myself with my boys. And truly, you know, when you break a bone, I, I don't know if you've ever broken one, but when you do, all the blood rushes to your head, like you get dizzy. Oh yeah. And I was like, I knew immediately that I'd broken it because I've broken stuff over the years, just being a dumb guy. And, uh, and, and the, my, my memory from this is Ryder, who's now nine, uh, he was two at the time and him just running from me like, ha 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 ha, like that. I'm going over here and me not being able to like communicate. Cause I was about to puke and <laughs> trying to figure out. And of course, you know, you're at the, you're at that place. There's some, there's some of those, you know, we, we call it the hot moms. Right. And you don't want to, you want, you want to kind of shake it off. Right. So, um, yeah, that was, that was a, that was a nightmare day. <laughs> there was no phone here. ball. You're going to have to drive us home. Get back over <laughs> exactly. here. Like, exactly. You're like, right. like Come pulling here. yourself out yes. backwards. Out yes. Yes. Like, so that, so I say this to you, you record breaking bass fishing phenom, you get ready, buddy. Your time is coming. Dang it. <laughs> oh, I can believe it. I can believe it. Oh, me. So. Dude, I, I've got, I've been, I've been, uh, I'll let you do the rounds. I say this all the time on here. You got to do the gauntlet. You got to do Bass U live, break down all your bait details. You got to do the, you got to do the shows. And then I always try to get everybody on the backside. Like, come on, let, then, then we'll, we'll have an LBL interview. So I wanted to say, obviously, first of all, congratulations, dude. And second of all, that was one of the most awesome tournaments i've ever witnessed in my entire life to get to watch that live dude i said after day two i told my wife i said i've never seen anybody in a professional event that dialed in i don't i, I don't think i have man like it, it was truly it was it was definitely history i mean it's so awesome so thank you i re i really do appreciate it and, and from start to finish it was an unbelievable week and you couldn't script it you couldn't ask for anything better and i had no idea that was ever going to happen, that the outcome was going to be like that. Yeah. After practice, I was like, you know, I'm going to go out there and try to catch 15 to 17 pounds, which I thought was great. You yeah. Know? I was like, this will carry me. And then every day, once I started leaning on them, I was like, oh, my. It blew me away. I had no idea that kind of potential was even out there. Because, I mean, in all reality, nobody thinks about catching 100 pounds in the fall. No. It just doesn't happen. No matter where you go that's to, right. it's just like that's unheard of. Because usually – in like springtime when it happens you've got fish coming to you or in june the fish are coming to you like where you're fishing you're cranking points and stuff but in the fall the fish are usually so scattered that you can never find those big populations of fish and i'm and what's weird is 
I'm blown away. Nobody was doing that pattern. <laughs> I've been, we've been, we've been playing with that for like a couple months now. Me and a couple buddies, and we've been kind of dialing it in and playing. And I did the same exact thing in Cherokee the week yes. prior in the Eastern Open. Had the rods tied on when I got there that night. I got there Sunday morning to fork and practice started on Monday. And all I did was I didn't take anything out of the boat. I added like six, eight foot rods for big swim baits, you know, put 20 and 30 pound fluorocarbon on there. And I was like, this is, you know what I'm going to go do this week. And uh, they would not touch a swim bait for some reason. I do not know why. That was for me watching because I'm a swim bait guy. I love to throw a jerk bait too but i'm a swim bait guy and i'm a panoptic like i'm a live scope dude i've i oh, yeah. i had one of the first ones a couple years ago that that anybody got to play around with and i was fortunate enough i was doing a media release for those guys so i got to play with one and and i've got a lake here that sets up very well for it uh, tennessee state like where there's a ton of suspended fish and big ones and so i've got to play around with the different configurations of things that they will bite and what you can see the best on the thing and all, all that good stuff and i was really surprised that a swim bait didn't play for you i was i kept saying like i can't believe they won't eat it like that, that blew my mind well, I think the only reason I got lucky enough to kind of get so dialed in with baits is this is going to sound weird, but I found that bite the first hour of practice on the first day. Wow. So I when when that had pulled into a pocket and uh, saw some stumps out there, and I was like, man, those are two fish right there, you know? And I'm like, well, I, I got to throw the jerk plug at them. You know, I was like, I got to try it, you know? And I threw it over there, and I call it dancing on them. Like, they're just sitting there yeah. dancing on that dirt uh-huh. plate. You know when they sit there oh, chasing yeah. that thing? And it was just two huge fish. Because I went from Cherokee to catching 10 pounds a day <laughs> for right. five fish. And, I mean, you you just, when you get dialed in on your range and your depth, when you don't really change it, the blobs, you can kind of tell. Oh, And yes. I was like, oh, my God, those are two hammers. You know, and they're sitting there just <laughs> dancing on it, dancing on it. And then what knocks it, the blind grabs the front hook. And I was like, no worries. Like, I didn't need to catch it because I was like, that shows me what I needed to see. I was like, now I'm going to go around the corner and I'm going to see if I can find some standing timber and actually duplicate that. And then the first patch of timber I pulled into, I caught like a two pounder and then a three pounder. And then I lost a six. And that was like, that was the biggest fish I hooked in practice. And so I was like, okay, there is good quality here. And other than that, for the next three, two days, two and a half days of practice, I never caught one over three and a half pounds. So I was like, you know, wow. maybe that's why I was, I'll, I'll catch 15 pounds. I have a chance at 17 and hope for a big bite. And um, so the next two and a half days of practice, I would literally ride around the lake looking for fish, um, find where the areas were bait, kind of the better areas of the lake, and I would throw every bait I had at them. I threw Depths 250s. I threw big glide baits. I threw the Stormarashi glide bait, little glide baits. I threw the Magdraft 10-inch. I threw the Magdraft 8-inch and 6-inch. I threw the Babe swim bait. I threw the Zoom swimmer. I threw, like, 3.8. (laughs) The baits, three inch swim baits. I thought drop shots, wacky worm, DT twenties, DT square bills. I tried everything I had in the boat to catch them. I really did. That's wild. After after practice, I had that. I call it just old trash pile. You know, baits laying there that I didn't cut off. Dad's like, uh, you 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 think you should clean that up? He's like, that looks <laughs> a little that looks a little dangerous right there for somebody to be riding in the boat. And I'm like, yeah, I probably do need to clean that up a little bit before somebody steps on a big old treble hook, but. And I think finding it early in the week helped me dial in those baits. You know, every day I tried to throw a swim bait, but those fish would just, it was too hard to get them to commit to it for some reason. That That's, and I, and I know Fork, you know, 
you see a lot of the guy. I've, I've got some some good friends out there, and they swim bait a lot. I'll say that. You know, it's a, it's a swim bait lake. It's kind of like the Tennessee River. They throw swim baits a lot, and it, it does get trickier down here to get swim bait bites um, as the years go on, and we got to kind of keep shifting our gears a little bit, you know. But So maybe that's got something to do with it. I, I don't know. I, I, I was really intrigued by that. Uh, the swim bait deal. And I know I saw you pick up a glide bait a couple times during the event when you would get some that would not commit to the jerk bait. You know, I think it was the final day actually that you picked one up a little bit there. Um, but so I, I kind of want to take this in, in this direction. I, I think you said something when you're naming all those baits, you, you impress me just with your, your willingness, your transparency. And Mercer and I talk about this on our show a lot and have talked about it on here as well. Fishing is changing. I know you're you're a student of this sport. You are a polished dude. I feel like I said before you came out, I feel like you were born to do this. There are people that are born to do things in life. You were born to be a professional angler. I, I feel like that is definitely the case with you. I think I've told you that before. You, you, you're an impressive young man. You got your act right on and off the water. You work hard for your sponsors. You, you do things, I, I feel like, the right way. Very impressive. Uh, but, but, what I saw from you in that event, especially with the Elite Series, you had a, you had a huge Bassmaster Open win as well. You're on Bass Opens Live. But on that, that event, you were straight up. You were a raffle a guy, but you're like, this is what I'm catching them on. And, dude, that's hard to do for some folks. And you grew that up is, as a, a – Talk a about that. It's a hard line to, yes. to cross. You know, and it's, it's a hard rope to, to go down in and the biggest thing nowadays with the media coverage in the elite tiers and being on live, there's, there's nothing hidden. That's right. They're going to see everything. There's no more secrets at all. And so when you try to keep secrets from today's, from social media and stuff, they're going to absolutely blast. Yes. You. They're like, that's not what he was catching <laughs> on. And that's, that is true. And that happens. And they will. And so it's just being honest. I feel like is honestly the best way to always go. Oh, you know? of and course. I've been talking with Rappel about it, and I'm bestowing the shadow rap. I was on a mega bass and a duo. Um, I don't ever want to publicize those. Really, I talk about them. I mention them. Of course, them yeah. Because that's what I was doing. You, you got to tell everybody kind of what it is, but it, you, you're not out there like promoting the baits. That's you know, right. there were certain reasons why I throw each bait, and I mean, when you got 125 thousand dollars on the line, you got to catch them with. What the, what they're going to buy? What they're going to buy? That that's right. Exactly. And, I, and and I think for you, I know, and and you can tell me, hey Luke, shut up! I don't want to talk about it. But you, being a a Johnson Outdoors sponsored guy, uh, and you've got all the electronics up there. Obviously, you got the live scope. How does that play out for you? Because I know you're not you're not here to to promote that, and I don't blame you. It, it almost promotes itself, right? And and I know those guys are going to come out with something. Lawrence is obviously going to have something. But how has that has that impacted your relationship? I mean, are those guys? It's definitely. I don't want to go too deep. Right? Into, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's that's personal it. stuff. But I'm like, is it and, tense? Uh, is it tense at all? I guess is my question. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it was tense there originally. But, okay, um, I got you. I got you. Just yeah, because, we've kind of taken different paths. Okay. Okay. Well, and that's what I want to, and I want to get to that because I think for the fans, I think that's important. And here's, here's why. Well, I feel like it's important because you guys, it shows that you guys, you're going to do what you've got to do to win. Right. And you're going to do, you make, you feed your family by 
catching bass. So you really need every tool. So that leads me to my next question. Are we going to see a lot more Jacob Wheelers in that electronics realm in the next few years? I think so. I, I think there will be a push to that. I think we are absolutely going to see a, a huge change in electronic sponsorship deals. Next whether year. They're from comp- just from next year, yes. absolutely. Um, and it was kind of, and I, it, was, it was a juvenile decision that I made. It was young when I put it on the boat. It was my fault. And I felt like when we went up north that I had my hands tied behind my back yeah. fishing against those guys. <laughs> I understand. Because I... Hey, I've only smallmouth fished for a couple of years now. I'm not very good at it. You know, it's it's a different type of fishing. It takes a little while to learn how to do that. And when those guys who are the best in the world at it also have the best tools at it, <laughs> I was never going to publicize it. I still don't really publicize it. And it's one of those things that's like, well, you know, I'm not going to go up there and just get absolutely crushed by those guys, you know. But I, I had a very veteran Elite Series pro talked to me on his way home from St. Clair and knows I'm a Garmin dude. Or, and he says, I'm in the same boat as him. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> he said, why did you not tell me that I needed this damn thing? <laughs> why? And I said, we fished together not long ago. And we talked about this on the front deck of the boat. And, and the day, cause I remember the conversation very well because I was enamored by his 360. I was in the, like, it is also a great, tool right oh that absolutely i, I mean it truly when you combine the, oh, two of them, the 360 i would say is hands down the best tool for contours depth change structure on the bottom yeah like at santee you, i'll run the th- i'm running 360 for the rest of my life because for stumps and stuff like that and brush piles it's you can't compete with it it's that good but then when you put live scope on there and you can you then you pan over there to that brush pile and you're like okay there's three of them on there then it's man it's it's a it di- is absolutely it's different it, it is different that is honestly the best way to put it because see a, i am a shallow water fisherman in my mind yeah, it used to be when i got deeper than three feet i thought i was deep i mean i got it, you i think the biggest thing in f- fishing and being able to catch fish is bait awareness of you know, knowing what your bait's doing, how's it coming to that piece of structure? You know, you're working. If like you're throwing a spinner bait, or if I twitch the rod like that, you know, the blades are doing that. Yes. And that's the best thing about shallow water. We've always been able to do that. But now, when you fish offshore, you would lose that capability, and you're throwing a swim bait out there. And that's why I hated throwing a swim bait because I'm like, I don't know how deep it is. Yeah. You know, I want to either <laughs> yes. throw a top water offshore or I want it on the bottom. Mm-hmm. But now, when you put forward facing sonar and you have that capability to see where the fish are at. What is your bait exactly doing? Where's it at in comparison to them? It, I feel like I have no limits on how deep I can fish now. That's like awesome. at Fork, I was fishing over 45, and it's just like, eh, who cares? You know, it just it didn't matter because I still felt like I was fishing shallow. I was catching them shallower than 10 foot because they had to be suspended. But knowing what the fish were doing, what your bait was doing, the exact structure, and I'm not wasting cast. It makes me. It gives me that confidence that I have when I'm fishing shallow. That's, that's and, and that's so what awesome. I love is it when it can do that. That that just shows you how far techni- technology is advanced. Well, that that kind of takes me into my next question. So there's a lot of debates about this, obviously, good or bad. I'm all in 
bring it on. If we're looking, at, I want to see those stupid suckers. Like if I can look them right in the eye and tell them, hey, man, I'm fixing to throw everything at you. Like if I can communicate with them like via FaceTime because I hate bass that much and I love them at the same time. Go ahead time. and slide in yeah, the DMs yes, quick. Like yes, yes, swipe up, son. Hey, listen, here it comes. Some treble hooks to that face. Like I want to trash talk them. Like if that's where all this is headed, I'm good with that. But do you think ultimately – you are you're on your second year in the elite series and all of this stuff is just starting to happen and you are you yourself have pushed it to the forefront and and several other guys this year but you're leading the charge especially with this fork win where does this take us with bass do you think as far as catching fish is it going to make it harder 10 years from now or is it going to just make anglers that much better and, and we've just got to constantly adapt. Is that how we're going to – because obviously we're having to adapt anyways. That's what's led us to this because without that, you don't catch 100 pounds. I mean, let's be honest. It's That's the correct. same with heart oh, Absolutely, because you wouldn't even know they're there. Exactly right. And so There is going to be ebbs and flows of the fishing industry and fishing as a whole. I, I do – I feel that way. I don't think we're going to ban technology right off the bat. I think it's going to be a year or two years just because – competition drives success yes. and i think all of these electronics companies are really starting to compete and they're getting it and honestly i think they have too much money <laughs> i would it, agree it's with not that compared a, to uh, the alabama rig where the companies were like listen we're only selling a rigs yes. big line like we're not doing anything and so they had enough money that they were like hey we don't want this to kind of happen we don't want to go down this road and i think with technology they're like listen Garmin's probably like, listen, we got, <laughs> we got live scope. Okay, we've got it in the bag right now. Like, no, we're not giving discounts out. We're not of doing course, we want people buying it, and people are buying it. And they're like, listen, we'll sponsor you, Bass. Like, hey, here's absolutely five hundred thousand dollars. I don't know. I'm just saying numbers. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we're, we're not paying in that. You know, absolutely. So we'll see what happens and how far it gets. As long as it doesn't get carried away and people start running like fifteen graphs. Like I've seen some people start to run two forward facing sonars on their boat. And listen, it is, you have to stay up to date because I'm going to give one example of if you want to be in the fishing industry for a long period of time, you always have to be able to adapt. And Rick Clun, I call that dude a chameleon. I'm telling you, yeah, he is the yeah, best right. in the world at it. He's got a garment on his boat. That's right. That's right. And so, when, and he's and I talked to him at St. John's about it because he blew me away. I was over there talking to him, and I said, "Clon, you got a live scope?" Because it it was blowing me away. He's like, "Oh, absolutely." He's like, "I've been," because he is kind of like a mentor to Cody Huff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I had Cody on. Yeah, he is on the forefront too. Yes, that's right. right he now. definitely he is really blowing it out of the water. And two was, two live scope. Cody wins was telling year. Rick about it. And all that, and then Rick's like, of course I had to get it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, that just shows you how he is willing to adapt to succeed. And I feel like you have to do that. You know, you've got to learn new technology, learn new techniques. It's like, if, I mean, when the drop shot came out, nobody wanted to throw it. I can promise you right now, I watched um, Straycast the other day, and Denny Brower was talking about throwing a drop shot. Like, Incredible. If you, want it, if you want to do it long term, you just got to always be – being able to adapt to it and be open-minded man i think the versatility that comes and i for some reason i think i think guys like you guys like justin atkins matt and jordan lee these these young guys that are that are coming up and jacob wheelers that are just absolutely zach burges of the world that are just 
dominant. Shane LaHue, Brandon, all these guys are too many to name. Love all you guys. Don't get mad at me. Um, <laughs> don't get mad at me. But but you're, that year class right in there, you guys are, to me, and I know you, you label yourself as a, oh, I'm a, I'm a shallow water guy. Now this helps me, you know, the technology helps me be more versatile. But I think you guys are some of the most versatile fishermen that we've ever seen in the history of the sport. Because you, you guys will drop deep cranking, if that's your strength, and go flip bushes if you got to, or vice versa, in the bat of an – I mean, just the blink of an eye. And those veteran guys that paved the way, like you mentioned, Denny Brower, brother, if he wasn't catching them on a jig or a spinnerbait <laughs> most of the time, he wasn't catching them, let's be honest. <laughs> that's true. And, and, and the schedule set up well for him, and he was one of the greats of all time because of that. But, dude, I feel like you guys will drop – everything and go do something different in, in, in the blink of an eye. Is, do you think that's, is that a generational thing now or is it just fishing has changed? Do you think to that point now? That's a good question. I think that generation for some reason, like you, we said, competition drives success and we all kind of grew up together. I, I fished with Atkins since I started at college and he is an absolute hammer. And every time we would go somewhere, He's catching them deep cranking or on a Carolina rig, mm-hmm. or he's catching them on top water. It didn't matter. That's right. And so I feel like to be able to be versatile and to be able to compete, you were like, no matter where we go, you had to learn that lake and learn how to catch them and just never stick to one thing. Like Craig Lamb gives me a hard time every time he comes and interviews me in the morning before blast off. And he's like, man, Patrick got a lot of rods on deck again. And I'm like, well, it's probably just the usual number. It's just like 14 or 16 rounds. <laughs> yeah, I love you know? yeah. I mean, because I feel like even if I make one cast with that rod at all day long, it was a it was a purposeful cast. Like I passed something, it was a stump underwater, or it was one dock or something. I only want to make one cast with it. You know, I might make three or four. I might if I get a bite on it, I might throw it for three more hours. But every it's a tool. You know, it's like a 10 millimeter wrench. It doesn't fit everything, but when you need it, you do need it to fit it. So it's I always have different tools, different baits for different situations. And so I feel like you got to stay versatile. you got to let the fish do the talking. That is my biggest philosophy. And when he bites, that's him telling you you're doing something right. So you just got to run with it. That That is uh, – and Craig's an old school guy. He's been with Bass a long time. Uh, great writer for Bass. And that's funny because the old adage is kind of, huh, he's lost – He's got 20 rods <laughs> on You saying. know what I'm saying? Just if look you're at him and he's like, yeah. man, struggle <laughs> practice. And I'm like, no, nah, I mean, it was, it was a little tough. I mean, I think we're catching fish, you know, but you just need like, a lot of rods. It, 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 it usually is a lot. And they're usually at the beginning of the day already stacked on top of each other. And by 2.30, hey, I've got six of them popped off. Oh, uh, for blue sure. Lines hanging for everywhere. Sure. They're just crossed over. It takes like 35 minutes when I get back to check in just to – untangle them to lay them back out right i mean it's i have heard that is the one problem i have heard thrift say that it's like a security blanket for him like he likes having that many out and he of course he's way more organized than i'll ever be but i'm the same way do any time that i even if i was like like okay this week i'm basically gonna throw this the entire time dude i would still have 12 out just because like you said i may go by a point and the wind may be blowing and i may want to pick up that dt6 just for exactly. three casts like i'm yep. just i've always been that way i'll always be that way i i sit out here for just local tournaments this year fishing with my son and i know what i'm gonna go do and i will have 30 ready and i'm like <laughs> why but but that's just it's just how, so I, I completely appreciate that statement of like hey man 
if there's something I want to do, even if it's for three minutes, I want it sitting there at my feet. I don't have to tie it on. I don't have to take time. I had a friend of mine that used to fish co-angler on the tour years ago. He said, isn't it funny that we spend hours and hours prepping before a tournament day for something that might actually save us two minutes on tournament day? <laughs> but it is absolutely it's very it's true. It's so true, though. Like, it is in true. the rod box, I've got and, – and I'm not saying you need a lot of rods to catch fish. No. You, you can have your basic couple setups. I mean, your seven threes, your seven footers. That's right. And you can get the job done. No doubt. But in that rod box, I'm going to have a bunch of them rigged and ready. At the beginning of the week, I'm like, I usually I'll rig before I even go out there to practice, like before official practice. And I'm like, dude, you know, I'm going to catch them on a seven-inch slam bait, you know. <laughs> or I'm going to catch them on this popping frog. And I, at the end of the week when I get home, they're still tied on and still in the box where they were at when I left. Like, never touched them. You know, but it's same, like, hey, same here. I could have thrown them. I wanted to try them, you know, never pulled them out. Like, sitting in the garage in South Carolina before you go to New York, you're like, let me tell you something, boys. The spy bait deal? And you're, like, out there rigging. And then you get up there and you're like, I ain't getting oh that thing out. Oh, my gosh. That's a, yeah, I have, all I'm, of you're us. You're getting the tackle box ready. Like, you're going to find a spy bait this year. <laughs> and I don't pick that sucker up until, like, Friday at two o'clock when it's like i'm not gonna make the cut i better go throw it you know <laughs> trying to like, learn well, a new technique in, a, in the last <laughs> in hour the of last an elite series yeah. minutes, you're like well that was probably a bad idea but that's hey, that's awesome try man well i got i've got you can't have a patrick walters interview without hitting the hot topic and i feel like this is a hot topic and i post about it on my instagram story you the shorts were almost too hot for tv so i got <laughs> i gotta say uh what what is the deal with the short, short? My little buddy, Darian Craig, short, short. I can't pull them off. I'm an old man. Mercer said on LD and the MC, our new podcast, he said last week that he had read some survey somewhere that men's shorts are trending to be shorter. Is there a reason or do you just have freakishly long legs? <laughs> I think I have long legs and because they're normal PFG bathing suit pants. I think that is one of the things. And I said that somebody else and they're like, no, dude, there's two shorts. Though. And I'm, it's always been a thing, though. I've never liked long shorts. If they get anywhere close to my knee, oh, dude, I'm just going to go put jeans on. Like, I'm like just going to put pants on. No. It's, I've always just worn shorts. And I think these are the same ones I've worn since, like, high school. And so they just... I love Keep it, getting man. shorter, I guess. I had After to, you wash them a couple times, they uh, shrink up. The famous scene, though, when you were leaning over the front of the boat, I'm sitting on the couch, and I'm like, D he's fixing to hang himself with a treble hook somewhere, and it's not going to be good. Honey, don't look. Patrick's fixing to need medical help. <laughs> you were <laughs> all over those rods, hanging off the front. Like, I was about to – I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> looking back in the tournament now, it's like I, it hasn't even set in yet. And now when I'm thinking about that fish catch, I'm like – at that point, I'm like, I don't care what was happening. I was like, I just need a fish. Like, yeah, like, of course. It's a win in the Huge tournament, moment, you know? yeah. And then I just like lay down, and I look down, I'm like, Patrick, you are on the side of the <laughs> boat that you have seven jerkbaits tied yes, on. Yes, you know there were, right. it was a minefield. <laughs> <laughs> it was so many trouble. And it, it wasn't was. like I was changing treble hooks like four times a day, so it's, they weren't dull. I know that. And then oh. I, I get up, and that one's like digging in my leg, oh, and I'm like, yes. man, this this is this could have been a lot worse. I mean, I should have thought that one more through, but uh, I thought it was a good fish when I when I hooked it because all I could see was like the belly. I got hooked in some fishing line. Yeah. Oh, really? And uh, that's it was on a tree, but it got wrapped in fishing line. So I was just like, oh gosh, I'm going for it. 
And by the time I leaned down, I was I was already committed. You were you were there, man. I, I and I love that. I was I'm like, dude, he's fixing to get hooked on TV right in his thigh. Like this is happening. We're all gonna have to watch Davy Height pop a hook out of his leg. It's not gonna be good. Uh, well, dude, I, I've got to say once again, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on. It's been a lot of fun and and very very. Uh, I feel like people are gonna get a lot from this because. You, you break stuff down at a very professional level, man. And I, I've told you this before. I've told this with, with people that you're associated with. Uh, I've told this to sponsors of yours. I feel like you are uh, you are already a 20-year veteran and you're only in year two. And I think that is terrifying for anybody on the Elite <laughs> Series because you're just – I mean, you only triple qualify for the Classic. No big deal, guys. No big deal. Uh, but man, I, I want to thank you for coming on and say congratulations again and good luck. You got one more open. You can Absolutely. go quadruple qualify. Well, I don't know if I'm going to quadruple qualify <laughs> in that one, but uh, I look. I really do enjoy being on here with you. I watch all the podcasts. It was it it was a blessed week. I mean, words can't describe how everything went out. I never even thought it was going to be like that, but always happy to be here with you. You know, if you're calling me, something something's going right, but. Uh, I'm gonna be pulling for my boy Justin at uh, yes, at, at Louisville. Eastern, you know, well, at Louisville, he's got, he's got go two more. Him. He's got to catch him. He's got to keep the foot on the gas a little bit. But you know, he's only he got that Christie guy just breathing down his neck a little bit. I That's know. okay. Whoever that guy and, is. Um, at Lay Lake, I'm gonna be helping my other buddy Justin too. I got both of them I'm pulling for. I'm trying to get two Justins in the elites. I got old Justin Hamner. Yeah, he's the one I've been running with in the opens a little bit. And uh, great he's a fisherman. Good kid. Great fisherman. He is a darn good fisherman. Hey, I want to see if he can pull it through. Well, you got you got a lot of uh, a there's lot, a lot of good guys there's coming. There's a lot hey, see, that's of what I love, a man. lot of meat coming. <laughs> it's that competition. Like I've always just enjoyed fishing against the best. I mean, because that's just what makes you better. You know, you don't want to go out there and fish and be like, well, you're not fishing against anybody. You know, you want to. In my mind, you do have to fish against the fish every single day, no matter who you're fishing. With. Don't ever worry about the field. Because at Fork, I'm telling you, I thought I was completely lost. Yeah. Because after practice, I'm like, there's nobody around me. I'm like, I'm doing something wrong. Man. But that's that's where your mind starts running. Absolutely. You, you know? Because when nobody's you know, around you in a major tournament, you're either first or last, like Ricky Bobby. Absolutely. Like, truly, that's just that's how they and go down truly, these that's days. How, that's, that's how the they are. Yep. And then, like, every single day, my spectators would start leaving me. And then, like, day four, <laughs> when Lee was making a strong comeback, he had like 25 spectators. He had like an armada. And like <laughs> five of my guys just end up leaving me and start following him. And I'm like, Lee's a hammer, dude. I was like, Lee's got 40 pounds in the boat. <laughs> and that's four. You know? That's right. Your mind instantly goes to the worst. Yeah. Thought. You're just like, so guys. crazy. You're out there. I'm just, I thought I was, every day I thought I was just losing it somehow. So I was like, I just got to keep catching them. Amazing, dude. Well, you will without a doubt. Patrick Walters, keep catching them. And, uh, dude, I appreciate you very much. Hope you have a great Thanksgiving next week. We're a little early on that, but uh, give me a shout if you need anything, man. Good talking to you. Absolutely. Luke, it was a pleasure, man. I enjoyed it. Y'all be safe. You have a good Thanksgiving as well. Thank you, brother. See you, you, Patrick. Patrick Walters right there on LBL. That dude is – there were so many nuggets in that for you guys. And I know he's been on Bass U Live. I know he's been on some other shows. Um, listen, listen. Get you a big old dose of what he just said about a lot of things. 
man. And and he is something I want to echo because I want to take it a little step further before we're done here today. There are going to be a lot of sponsor changes in, in that electronics realm. And I've joked about it, but at what point do the pros keep a singular contract with one company when everybody's got something different that does something this and that. And, and, uh, you know, Jacob Wheeler set the bar for it this year, won a ton of money, money. He, he would have won a lot of money regardless. Jacob's always going to, but would he have won as much if he'd had just been with one electronics company? He'd just been with Lawrence. I, for me, I think you say no. I, I think that there's no way he would have. Amazing fisherman, but he wasn't handcuffed in any capacity. And you're gonna see you've seen this with some a couple other big wins on on the tours and then in these these other levels, like I was say, saying with the uh the All-American even with the live scope. So what's next from Humminbird? What's next from Lawrence? What's coming? But what's coming from a sponsorship category? And I can tell you without a doubt, I've teased this. There are things that I can't say yet and won't say, and we'll talk about it after they're announced because of contracts and different things. 2021, across all leagues, elites, BPT, FLW Pro Circuit, MPFL, there are going to be so many different sponsor looks for guys, especially in the boat world. There is some, I mean, some changes going on right now. Whew. Some changes. Next year, you won't recognize anybody's jersey next year. I won't say anybody. But you, there's going to be a bunch of you like, what? A lot of changes. A lot of changes going on right now. It's just, it's a, it's a freaking crock pot of changes. <laughs> just a big old, just potluck, I guess I should say. Just changes galore. But what do we see from the electronics companies and what do we see from anglers? I don't know. Because now everybody's got a trolling motor. Now everybody's got different things. It's interesting times, man. It's exciting. I love it. It gives me something to talk about, obviously. Thank you again to Patrick Walters. Thank you to you guys each and every week for tuning in, for watching, for listening, for commenting, for subscribing. I think I can't thank you enough for everything you've given me uh, and every week that you give me a chance to do this again here with you. I, I really, I love it. It's, it's a lot of fun and getting to hear amazing stories from amazing guys like Patrick Walters, just dominant anglers. It's, that's fun for me. That is very fun for me. Um, never gets old. So thank y'all. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Always. Absolutely. Always, 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 always hug your mama. Hug your mama, hug your daddy. Coming up on another holiday. Those are always tough for us here in the Duncan household, just like they're tough for you guys that have lost loved ones, especially in this crazy COVID year with these numbers going up again and everything. And and uh, you know we we we've lost some dear friends in our community lately to to COVID and COVID complications and things. And it's just a scary time right now, man. So hug your loved ones every night for dang sure but i will see y'all i'm gonna take you out with a little biloxi blues and i will see y'all wednesday right here for ld and the freaking mc me and mercer having fun with those and then i'll see you again next monday for the pre-thanksgiving lbl gonna take you out with some biloxi blues here you go
See y'all next time, you daggum riverboat divas. Spanish moss, a Civil War ghost. Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter, east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens in rest. This highway, it does not know my name, and I don't care, no. and a spare Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm old there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery. Waypoint TV.